0: So yeah, what's going on in Elder Scrolls? Anything new?
1: <laughs> no, absolutely nothing. Obviously, I'm not doing the Imperial City DLC, even though it looks interesting, but I have more than enough to do in this game anyway, so it sort
0: of doesn't matter for me. Did uh, did anybody that you play with get it? Uh,
1: No, uh, I have been wow. talking to people on the line app about it, and a lot of them aren't a fan for certain reasons. Like, there's... It, it has something to do with like whenever you get killed by other people, they take all of the new. Uh, there's a new resource. I can't even remember what it's called. Actually, I can probably look it up somewhere on here. Um, Telvar stones, I guess. And like, I think you lose them all if if people kill you. And like, you can bank them, but it's annoying having to go back and forth and deposit them and all that. So, um, I don't know. It sounds like something I don't want to get involved in for sure.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what does it cost. Uh, I don't know that either. Probably too much. Probably too much, yeah. I'm surprised. I figured I figured someone we knew would at least get it. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, to be honest with you, the only people of my friends that play now, like, that I play with on a regular basis, first of all, Brozic is the only one I play with on a regular basis, but then, like, Angle and Jake D and stuff, uh, I don't think... I know Jake D didn't. I don't know if Angle got it or not, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just... This is a game that for a casual player like me, buying DLC would be madness because I'll never do everything there is to do anyways. Yeah. The only thing that was really amazing about the most recent update is it automatically takes all your skill points away and then you can redistribute them. So that was a really nice bonus for me because as I was learning the game and, you know, sort of going through a learning curve... I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do and how I wanted to build out my character. And now that I know what's good and what's not, I was really happy to have that opportunity and fix my character.
0: So it, it doesn't have that option just anyway? I, I think there,
1: I think actually it does somewhere because Brozich was telling me about it. I just effort to find out. So <laughs> I'm glad I didn't have to do that.
0: Effort to play a game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nick, you play anything new this week? I didn't. But first, welcome to the 2v1 podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nick. I'm I'm another one of your hosts, Alex. Alex and and Josh, yes. And I'm just here. Yeah, you're just here. (laughs) Um, But no, Josh, I'm not playing anything new. Oh, wait, you know what? We can talk about something new. What is that? Rainbow Six Siege.
1: Okay, so this is news for not just our listeners, but for me, because I was not able to join. I have company in town again, so Josh and Nick played Rainbow Six Siege last night.
0: Yeah, we're we're recording this on a Saturday. The, it, it's a closed beta that started two days ago, um, and it's only running through this weekend, so by the time you hear this, it's over. Sorry. <laughs> so this um, started
1: on September 24th?
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, and also, Josh and I actually recorded us playing it. Um, and you can find that on our YouTube channel, 2v1. Sweet. And before uh, we get into the actual game... Yeah. So, I have a feeling that you had a pretty easy time doing that, and that the Xbox kind of treated it well. Well, so yeah, actually, this, this was my first actual test of recording using the streaming service with Windows 10. Um I had tested it before by myself, just to see if it how like how the software I use to capture game stuff would actually pick it up and all that but i didn't I didn't do anything with it and i I figured I'd test it out by actually doing the whole party thing trying to pick up Josh's voice, capturing the gameplay and my voice all at once and it it worked really well actually I was totally surprised so Hopefully, we're going to do more of that um, in the future, because, Alex, if you had been playing with us, I could have also got you, too. Cool. Like I could have had you talking with us.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a definite thing. Maybe, maybe we could make that happen altogether for Star Wars beta.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I'm thinking, that's what I was thinking. I, I think the Star Wars one will be more interesting, because we're all looking forward to that way more than Rainbow 6. Yeah, as
1: opposed to just doing it to do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we this was just a kind of test run, but also, you know, to check out a new game, even though it's not something I was really interested in. We had an okay but, time with it. I mean, it made me laugh. There, there were <laughs> some funny things about it. Was it
1: better than Battlefield Hardline?
0: I had a lot more fun in okay, cool. Battlefield for sure. Um... But yeah, Rainbow Six, I've never played one. Uh, It's tactical shooter, I guess. You have to actually, like, take your time and kind of look around corners. You can't just run and gun. Uh, We played Terrorist Hunt. Yes.
1: Oh, my favorite.
0: Which is is just a team of five versus AI. And... uh, that that was fun. Like I I wanted to see what the adversarial stuff was, like PvP, but um, that didn't work. <laughs> couldn't we get actually into a match. couldn't get into a game. Yeah. Um, we waited in loading screens for like or like the searching matchmaking screen for like ten plus minutes. So well, we didn't might get to check it. that out. I say we give it another shot at some point, just quickly, maybe.
1: I could definitely do that either tonight or tomorrow sometime.
0: Yeah. And I'll probably record it. Perfect. Just because. Um, But yeah, I I didn't like really anything about it. it. I didn't expect to, but it would have been cool if somehow it surprised me. The first thing I noticed immediately upon boot is it does not look like a next-gen game. No, it doesn't. It does not look very good. At all. But the caveat to that is the further along we played you start to realize the destructive elements of it and mm-hmm. it's it's kind of impressive
1: so gameplay wise you can see it's showing off the current gen chops but graphically not so much
0: yeah, yeah it it's like bland textures not very big environments which i i guess you probably don't want big environments for that game it's like smaller smaller scale um so but that's the thing is like it's a smaller environment so it's not really loading and rendering too much stuff compared to other games that look amazing and that and that are huge. So that that was a little disappointing. It, but it is the beta, but I don't that, necessarily yeah. see it looking much better at a launch. That that's what I was going to say too is that technically we probably don't have like the full resources on our consoles. You know, like we 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 just installed a client. I don't I don't know if like having the actual game and installing everything it's supposed to have like would make a difference. Maybe Battlefield Hardline didn't look good either for that beta. Yeah, I don't remember. So it it that could have totally been why. Um, and and as Josh said, the the destruction was pretty impressive, and having to handle all of that and look good. I can see how you would have to you'd have to take away some of the like performance. You know, it wouldn't it probably wouldn't be able to dest- you wouldn't be able to destroy as many things if it looked really good. Um you could like tear down walls though. It was pretty wild. Like you could shoot through walls, bust up like drywall, see studs be in inside them and like just blow open holes, shoot enemies through those holes. Like it was it was pretty crazy.
1: That sounds right up my alley. I love stuff like that. Now, Alex, you played a lot of Terrorist Hunt, right? Yes, tons. In both
0: both 1 and 2, Vegas. As did I. And I loved it. Now, thinking back to Terrorist Hunt, from a a gameplay mechanic-wise, do you recall anything that... I'm going to make this very vague, and I don't know if you're going to be able to come with it, but... Just a, a mechanic used in Terrorist Hunt that was like a focal point of playing the game. Like, uh, I, I guess it's difficult to explain. Do you do you kind of get what I'm asking? No. Okay. <laughs> Try the again. cover the cover system. Okay. Was that not amazing for the Terrorist Hunt?
1: Um. I mean, it was serviceable. Like, I, I don't remember it being but amazing. But you you pretty much had to use fine. it though.
0: Right. Come again? You pretty much you used it in every match. It was pretty much. Necessity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not around anymore. There's no cover system.
1: Yeah. Okay. It's a... You know what? Okay. Thinking back on it, I needed some time to marinate on it. That sounds horrible. It is it's because yes, terrible. you would. Basically, that that cover is what allowed you to see mm-hmm. what unrealistically in real life you wouldn't be able to see, and that's fine because right. it's a video game.
0: Right okay so yeah that
1: that sounds frustrating
0: extremely i i was so prepared to snap into cover but it just doesn't exist and it's yeah especially especially for a tactical game
1: yeah like one of my favorite things would always be like you're around the cover and not only was it useful to pop around and look but if there were if there was a stream of guys coming you could just blind fire with a shotgun Mm -hmm. or any automatic weapon and it it did plenty well enough if there was if they were within very close range. Yep, saved my skin numerous times. So I don't
0: I don't understand the decision made to remove the cover system.
1: Well, I don't understand video games anymore, so I'm not even surprised.
0: <laughs> it's it's been a while since a Rainbow Six too, also right? So they probably figured they had to change it, mm-hmm. maybe
1: for the sake of change, which is a bad reason to change.
0: Um, and and also. Now that I think about it. What... What recent game would have had a cover mechanic? I feel like I haven't done that in anything lately. Last of Us. The Uncharted. I like their cover. That's not that recent, though. Like, those are... Those are... Dated now. Well, how many shooters do you play? I play pretty much everyone you play. Yeah. Like, I... I didn't... I'm picturing like Gears of War cover, like you run up, press A, and you're locked to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't experienced that in something in kind of a while. Tomb Raider, I know that's long, but it has cover. Yeah, we need...
1: I know what you mean, Nick. Hell, like, Nick. actually new stuff, and yeah, I, I mean, I'm mean, i sure there's stuff that I
0: can't think of, and I'm Metal the worst Gear. person to ask. Metal Gear is different. I, I, it's You kind of snap to it, but not really. I actually don't even use it too much. Oh, I do all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess Metal Gear does kinda have it. And and always has, really. It's a it's a little different in Phantom Pain. But it's it's a lot more loose. That's what I mean. Like I feel like I'm not I feel like I'm not stuck along the side of the wall and you can just move without worrying about it and you have to press something to get off. I, I that's not how it works. I preferred that. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I I don't think I don't think that works with how Phantom Pain is set up. Honestly, it's too There's too many I I feel like you would be limited with that. Like you could get screwed over if you were if you had to specifically press something to get out of cover. I I like that system specifically for rounding corners as well. That you can't really mm-hmm. round a corner well in Phantom Pain. You you have to crouch the entire time around the That's- corner. And that's what I mean, is like your crouch run, everything you can take cover behind pretty much is as tall as your crouch run anyway, so you can get around corners without Without any issue in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess, I, I guess it's really just a preference. Yeah, I guess. I I like that snap and pressing a button around a corner. In, in Rainbow Six, it would have been huge, because my biggest problem with it was like we're conditioned for shooters to have some sort of radar or like knowing where enemies are in some way. And there's no way to know that in Rainbow Six. I get that it's going for more of a realistic thing, but it was really difficult to find enemies sometimes. like it it got to a point in the match where there was one enemy left, and we like the people left over were just running around trying to find them, and it was just a big waste of time. Yeah. I don't remember, I don't know if that was handled any differently in, in the Vegases. I, I want to say when there was one enemy left, they highlighted it, but I could be super wrong.
1: It's been too long for me, I can't remember either. Yeah, and I, did, I didn't play that. I do know that I, I want, speaking of all cover, my favorite cover was probably Mass Effect 3 co-op multi.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess Mass Effect is—it's kind of the same thing. It's not that recent. Oh no, no. no. Yeah, I wasn't saying it was recent. I'm just saying that's like to me that is perfectly
1: well. I shouldn't say perfectly because that was where the phrase uh, "my penis fell off" originated because (laughs) I got yeah because so frustrated. But I mean, when it worked, that to me was my favorite.
0: Yeah, that that game had weird sticky. Sticky, yes. Sticky mechanics. Yeah. Like if you if you got stuck on a wall, it might be it it might not register that you try to get off, and that would screw you over. Mm-hmm.
1: Especially when you have Gef Prime coming over to party with you.
0: Yeah, when everything just runs up on you and tries <laughs> to murder you up close. Yeah.
1: Miss that game. Oh my god, me too. I I just I can only hope that we get as into the next one as we did that. I mean that that dominated our video game
0: lives for a long time. Yeah and, then it, and then it came fired. back
1: multiple times.
0: Yeah. That was around for pretty much our entire college experience.
1: At at whenever we lived together for the two middle years. Yes, yeah, that's, totally. That's what I meant.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then even after even after college we still played it. Yeah. Exactly. So Rainbow Six. Yeah. What I about the all, actual game? Zero more interest. Yeah, like Negative no interest. no interest at all. And and I I knew that after one match like it was that apparent i that it was just not something for me although repelling upside down was fun that was great i love the I, repelling stuff
1: repelling is always amazing in rainbow 6 games i mean you feel like a badass mm-hmm.
0: it it was so fun because i had no idea you could do that and like the first game we started it, we start on a roof or something and it was like i walk up to an edge and it was like repel And I was like repel? and then you're just like hanging down, looking at the ground, and I and I loved it. And then you can you can just move all over the building. It doesn't make any sense how it works.
1: Yeah, I mean you could for the I mean you had that freedom in at least the most recent
0: Vegas. So that's been a thing Mm -hmm. for a while, and
1: it works well. I love it.
0: Yeah, that is disappointing though
1: to to hear both of your reviews on that because I mean I do like Terror of Sun's always my favorite, but I would go to multiplayer every once in a while. I enjoyed it
0: the it's just as i said the big thing that did it in for me is no cover system that yeah, was that, a huge disappointment that's crazy for me it's it's that i barely make time for multiplayer anything anymore anyway so it there it, it stood no chance like pretty much the only thing i play is destiny with josh and that's it and like, if I was gonna get into Rainbow Six, that's something I'm not that interested in anyway. And it's just taking time away from other stuff. It just like the the time investment just doesn't seem worth it.
1: Yep, that makes perfect Co- sense c-
0: compared to like plenty of other games. You know, like it, it is it gonna f- convince people that love Call of Duty to not play Call of Duty? No, absolutely not. Is it going to convince people to not play Halo? Probably not. This game is for the diehard Rainbow Six fans.
1: Mm -hmm. That just want to play that and nothing else.
0: Yeah, and does that audience exist? Because, like, I don't know. I I don't know anybody that plays them. I know you guys played Vegas. That was, like, six years ago. (laughs) And all we played from it was Terrorist Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't yeah. I know it's tactical and it's trying to be more realistic but damn is that game slow. It wa well, yeah, it felt slow, played slow. I don't know. Well yeah. Just it didn't feel good to me, <laughs> but I'm I'm basing that off of only really playing Destiny. Like Destiny is the only shooter I play anymore and I don't think anything is going to come close to how well that game controls anytime soon. <laughs> The one thing I will say is, in, in a time of uh, shooters really focusing on movement and speed and just fast, maybe this, maybe Rainbow Six coming out with a whole different approach of a, a slow-type gameplay will be appealing to some. Because think about it now, every single shooter is just super fast-paced. With Yeah, every single shooter is a Call of Duty clone. Yeah, so now we got this, and I don't know, maybe maybe... It'll be a change of pace for people, but I don't see it happening. Yeah, I mean, j- for, for us, obviously, we're not into it. Who knows? Listener, you may love Rainbow Six and may love the new game. <laughs> mm-hmm. True. It, it could be really good. I, j- I have no point of reference because I didn't play the other ones. So I'll it's just to... another military-based shooter that did not convince me anything otherwise. I'll
1: have to get a quick opinion on it then in the next couple of days.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean if I'll play it again just for the beta. Yeah.
1: You know. Now I want to hear I want to hear some feedback from you now, Josh on Phantom Pain, but real quick, just as a quick update, I beat another act in uh Guns of the Patriots in 4 because Nick good news. After after last week's episode and you gushing more about Phantom Pain and the whole insane nuclear armament thing online <laughs> which yeah. is just so great um it you're like inspiring me to get to that game faster than i thought i was going to
0: i think you should be involved in it yep around release yeah for and, sure
1: yeah it's so i i've been making more of a dedicated effort to getting and when i say getting through that's terrible because i really am loving uh for it's so good so
0: you you have seen most of it before yeah though,
1: true basically. but i mean playing it's a little bit different and it's it's definitely it just plays so much better than the old ones and there's nothing wrong with the old ones it's just this, They're this dated. is better oh now. just
0: just just wait until you play ground zeros yeah <laughs> oh yeah i'm, I'm sure change.
1: like one of one of my favorite things gameplay mechanic wise is it always drove me nuts Like, you would have to condition yourself so much. For example, in Snake Eater, whenever, you know, they're standing, crouch, and then prone. And Mm -hmm. if you're just crouching because you're hiding and then you're ready to make your move, you have to remember to stand back up because if you don't and you're crouching and you press forward, you go prone and start crawling. And that animation takes, you know, maybe a full second or two, which, of course, just drives me insane, whereas... In Metal gear Solid four, when you're crouching and you move forward, you do a crouch run,
0: okay, I couldn't remember if four did have that,
1: yes, and oh my God, is it it's just so much better? I mean, that's probably my favorite thing, uh just m- movement wise that is just totally improved in four
0: yeah that's that's the best way to move around. In general, yeah, like you would in, in ground you zero, you'd Pain. almost
1: never be walking upright, anyways. Yeah, yeah it's so.
0: it's funny. I don't know how Big Boss doesn't have horrible back problems.
1: Hey, he Snake does in four. Well, he's old, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. he's he's just old, yeah. It's funny to think back to Metal Gear Solid on PS1 that you just you crouched and couldn't move at all, yeah. That it's it is funny to think about that because that is a game I would probably now retroactively give tank controls
1: yeah, to. Yeah, probably. Wait, so, I mean you, you could slow. go prone
0: though, right Josh? You could go prone, but when when you're in the crouching position, you could I remember you could just like rotate around.
1: That that's what we're saying. You couldn't even do that in Snake Eater or 2. 2, right. two you couldn't right.
0: I, No. Oh, wow, that's right. Okay. No, you couldn't. You yeah.
1: definitely couldn't in Snake Eater and that I'm guessing then you couldn't in Sons of Living. No, you couldn't in out There
0: was no, there was no crouch walking too. <laughs> yeah, what that's the whole interesting decision from a development perspective. It in today in how games work today, even even back with four, it, four was a while ago. I always forget four was a while ago. I just feel like nobody has patience for that. No. exactly
1: today. Like back then, it was acceptable, and you wouldn't have thought anything differently because there sort of wasn't a standard in place exactly yeah or that was the standard
0: yeah yeah but fan pain's great um i had a dilemma for a second that i wasn't going to like it because there was just too much <laughs> <laughs> but but once you get all the systems down which at this point i pretty much had everything figured out and i realized that doing side ops don't matter you just run in and do it however you want to do it and that helps a lot because i i started out doing side ops um stealth based but now i just yeah. i just run in there do what i need to do and get out um and nick nick let me know that anytime you're doing side ops you can return to your um helicopter through the start menu instead of calling in a chopper which is huge yeah alex there's this whole thing in phantom pain where there's lengthy lead up and exit sequences for anything you do where you can't play anything. Like, so say you're going to start a mission. It loads. And then it goes to a shot of Big Boss in the helicopter. And then it takes another, like, 20 seconds before you're even on the ground playing. And you can't skip any of it. You can't do anything while it's doing it. You just have to watch it.
1: I'm a little bit in hell hearing that. Just a little bit.
0: It it doesn't bother me that much because I actually, like... I like the whole military operation feel of that game. And how authentic they make it. It's all part of the experience. Yeah, like, I, I don't mind it. it. It was annoying at first, because I was like, wow, this is going to get old quick. And it kind of did, but I don't hate it. Like, it's not something I'm going to really knock against the game yeah. in any way. You know, That's what it just a ma- design choice.
1: It makes me think of, oh, yeah, baby, found a Sky Shard. That's a good thing. Um it that makes me think of Dustin how remember how you told me he loved LA noir because of the real like just chill you, times you when he could just back sit and, and have a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> that makes yeah. me think of that. I can just see him having a cigarette during those interludes.
0: Yeah, they're long enough to where you have time to sit there and be like, "Okay, I'm I I could be doing something mm-hmm. sort of. Like it it's not that long but it is long. It's it's a weird in-between length. So that's only you entering a mission. When I started playing, I thought to get out of the mission area, you always had to call in a helicopter, go to the landing zone, wait for the helicopter to show up, get on the helicopter and then watch the exit sequence. And I want I just want to say again real quick this is just side ops. The main well, the main quest you still have to do that. Depends. Okay. It depends. Okay. That's not necessarily true. Um side ops, yeah. So so what we're getting to is that there is a an option in the menu where you just pause and it says return to helicopter, basically. And, and it's the best thing ever that I didn't know about until like 30 hours into the game. So, you can save a lot of time there. Okay. Now, what you're talking about, Josh, is in a main mission, like a story mission, you can't do that for the most part. You have to actually complete the mission and then it says exfiltrate the hot zone and how the story missions work, you are limited to a specific part of the map um, where that where that mission is taking place. So it's like boxed off, kind of. All you have to do to do this same thing with the helicopter is just get outside of that box. The mission will end, and then you'll be back in the overall open world, and you can return to the helicopter that way. I did not know that, and I always wondered what they meant when they said you could either exfiltrate by helicopter or exiting yeah, the mission area. That's... That's how okay that's how you can get by that that is helpful because mm-hmm. in that case, can you legit just jump in a vehicle and drive out? Yes, what if you have uh people following you or anything? um, I don't think it will extract people that way, so like sometimes you have to actually put say you have to rescue somebody that's injured you can't necessarily in them out. You have to put them on the helicopter. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I didn't... That's not what I, I meant enemy-wise. Like, if, if you're in a state of alert... Oh, no, something. it doesn't matter. If you're being chased and you're on alert, you can just run outside of the zone. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um, I do want to say that, that that Phantom Pain, there is really no reason for that game to be open world. And it kind of bothers me it is it's it's a linear I, game that is it's it's a, I disagree every mission is linear and like you just said every story mission is set in a specific little area right so i I think it needs to be done the way it's done to give you options to do things you can have even just having the option of Entering a base or one of the one of the actual like landmarks, having the option to do that from any direction is really important, and actually does change how I attack missions. No, so I, I agree, but from an open world perspective, it I mean it's definitely not a sandbox game. That you can't just you really can't just get dropped in and there's a million things to do it's it's very specific that's good. in what it's approaching. I th- I think that's a good thing. Like I I think I think it doesn't need to have a whole lot of shit going on in in the in between areas. Like it I was going to bring I was going to bring this up to you guys like what what do you really need to do in an open world game? Like why do you need to have a populated open world? Like does it really benefit anything? Does it make the experience any better for you? I'll be the first to say that I'm not the biggest open world fan, just in general. Um, GTA is probably the best example of a of an open world game that I do enjoy. Um, when it comes to games like Witcher and Metal Gear and even Fallout and whatnot, I really only play those for the gameplay, but the open world aspects of them I, I don't necessarily care about because I always just stick to the quests that I'm doing anyways. Yeah, I guess I guess for something like Witcher I hated how linear the first two were. Even the even though in Witcher 3 like the open world stuff was really just little markers on the map to get extra whatever, it didn't really enhance a lot of stuff. I really enjoyed that you could ride your horse everywhere if you wanted. Mm-hmm. Like that that did make a difference to me. Um, and they handled it well that even while you're doing that the environments are varied there's you always just randomly encounter things whether it be a monster nest or, or a bandit area whereas with metal gear it's there's few and far between with that it's here's a here's an outpost all right you got to ride all the way to the next outpost so i think this matters in the game's overall universe though like you're you're in a you're in a war zone Mm -hmm. like this you are this is a war you are in a war why would there be anything in between stuff like that like there there would be like everybody would have evacuated first of all Mm -hmm. second the first map you're in a you're in a desert (laughs) like you're in you're in the afghanistan like desert mountains what's really going to be around you know Mm -hmm. It, it kind of makes sense that you are messing with military operations where the military you're messing with would have cleared a huge, massive land to establish themselves and then have guard posts periodically throughout the roads with nothing in between because then they can control the area. I Like, it It just, it does make sense to me in terms of specifically Metal Gear. Like, if this was another game, like, if Witcher was like this, that would suck and actually would negatively impact it for me, I think. But for Metal Gear, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm on board with your logic, Nick. I like it. Like, and you you move fast enough and you have multiple ways to move quickly in, in Phantom Pain that it, it it's not like you're wasting a lot of time. Yeah, I'm not saying I don't like how it's done. I I do like how it's done. I just think saying that it's open world and saying all these, you can approach a a mission from so many different ways is is a little stretched out for me. From the very start, even selecting a mission, you select the mission you want to do, you get dropped off near it, you do that mission, and you leave. I mean, How often did you spend just roaming around? Not none at all. Exactly. But why do I need to? Why does that matter? Yes, I agree. There, but I, that's why I'm saying I don't. It's not saying that it's open world. It's just it's weird to me. But that's just a term anymore, anyway. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't necessarily carry any meaning. Yeah. You know, uh, it's just to say here's a really big map that you can access all at once instead of going through loading screens. That's it. There's no. There's no like implied meaning behind open world in a game, other than how many other open world games just throw in bullshit to collect throughout, which is not enhancing anything anyway. Creed, true. That that's really the only difference for me. Yeah, I will say I I thoroughly enjoy when you're first getting to a. a an outpost or whatever you want to call them and just scouting it out with your binoculars i love that yeah and having freedom to do that how you want is a big part of it like do you want to get up high and look down like obviously that's the easiest way but some parts of the game don't let you do that like they they there's certain bases or outposts or whatever that are unique and have certain ways to approach them that limit what you can do to the point where you have to be, like, crafty. And it, it, that works really well, and I don't think would work if it was linear, like you said. Like, if you just dropped into a point and you could only do this, this little part of the map and you have one way to go. Like I think that would be lame, which is what all of the Metal Gears have been up to this point. Really, I guess I'm using the word linear a little too loosely. I, as you mentioned before, one mission has a, a designated area. Yeah, I I know that's not linear, but it kind of is because you're stuck. It isn't. It isn't. I know. It's it's limiting you to that area because it is a main mission. Mm-hmm. Like you need to do just this. Like you can't get sidetracked. You know? Exactly. That's linear. You're linear linearly doing the mission. Okay, but when it's when it's the main story, what's wrong with that? Nothing. I didn't say it's wrong. It's. Just, but I still wouldn't even really call it. I don't know. I wouldn't call that linear. Linear. I would say should never be used for anything. Except you have no choices other than to go through this path. Mm -hmm. Even though Metal Gear limits you to a part of the map, you can do whatever the hell you want in that little area of the map. That's different. That's not linear to me at all. I'm trying to compare it to Destiny. Destiny is linear. (laughs) It is. The, the story, Destiny the is a good example missions. of a game that has an open map, but it, te- it says go to this point, go to this point, go to this point. That is linear. Yeah. Can't argue with that. Yeah. Like, you can't you can't just, you can't go into Destiny and be like, I'm going to decide to bombard this whole base instead of trying to sneak. <laughs> you have to just kill the enemies and progress. That's it, in Destiny. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I think it's great. I think metal. I think Phantom Pain works amazingly well for what it is. I'm still super early it, into it too, and I'm I am enjoying it. You are super early, and you are you have limited options for what you're doing. So I am excited to see too. what. I mean, you've mentioned a couple times things change quite a bit throughout the course of the game, and I'm excited for that. I do. I am worried though because this was. What was the last game you played where... Oh, in Witcher, where you said you didn't do, like, any of the extra stuff? I'm worried you're going to do the same thing with this. Wait, I did a lot of the stuff in Witcher. No, I'm saying, like, you didn't create... You didn't do a lot with alchemy, oh, right? No, like you nothing. You said you didn't do, like, poisons and all that hmm. stuff. You didn't do all Well, that. no, I used, used oils. I used oils and decoctions and whatnot, but I didn't. I didn't, like, put any of my skill points into those trees... Anyway, what I'm saying is, I feel like even though you have all these options, and there are a lot of things you can do in Phantom Pain, you're going you're gonna to stick to one thing the whole game. <laughs> we'll see. I, I, I just see you doing that. I don't, well, my big thing is, I don't see what, I, and it's just because I haven't gone to that point yet, is I don't see what else there is coming up that will change the way I play the game. I mean, at I, its core, it's I mean shooter. you can you can distract enemies in a ton of different ways, but you don't ever have to do that. Oh, I already said th- I I'm, throw like, magazines. That's what I mean. Hold, I Yeah, I don't know. I hold people... I yeah, we'll see. Time will we'll, tell. We'll see. I, we'll see. I just have a projection of how you will play it. <laughs> and that's what I'm afraid of, is I think it might negatively impact your experience. Because let's go all the way back to sunset overdrive this is super random i hated that game you didn't use any other weapons you Mm -hmm. used one weapon i use i use like two or three out of the 30 or so okay so so that i would say you did not play that game correctly like you did not experience it correctly correctly (laughs) For for no I'm i'm serious like i i think you are supposed to play the game that way like i know you can get through it again path of least resistance this works i'm only going to do this that's not fun I don't, I don't and that's think why you didn't have fun changing with it. a weapon that i use is going to make me feel any different about a game it would have though it would cuz that was the main focus of that game was like the crazy different weapons and how stupid they were. i'm relating this to phantom pain in that there are other options to do things that i think you're not going to play with that's that's all that's what i mean and it, and that's important to the game at its core, though, I... At Metal Let's forget about the core. Yes, it's a shooter. I, I like playing it. That's the big thing. But going back to... You didn't like playing Sunset Overdrive. No, I didn't. Even though it was a shooter and played like it was, every other third-person yeah, shooter. I, I don't know. <laughs> I Yeah, whatever. We'll never agree on that one, but I wasn't that was it. just an example. Metal Gear. It's good. Go play it. It is really good and I I actually have completed part of most of the story at this point.
1: I thought um, I saw you tweet about something about the ending Nick.
0: Yeah, so there's a really this uh, no surprise this whole game is very strange. There is like an ending in quotes that happens in the course of that main main story of Phantom Pain that that feels like the game is over. Like, if you had completed the mission that that it is and watched the ending cutscene and then whatever, you would look at that and be like, this is the end of the game, I guess? Like, it's over? Like, if 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 you were playing this the first time without ever knowing anything or having heard people talk about online that the game continues, there's this many missions after, you would think it was the end of the game. It was really weird. And I, I actually liked it. I thought it, I thought it worked fine. You know, if 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 it really had ended there, it would have been a little disappointing, but it was also kind of funny and interesting. So I got to that point and now now where I'm at, it's like this weird side quest only kind of stuff. But it does have story interlaced with that. And and you still are learning more about what is actually happening and whatever, so it continues in a really weird way, and I'm technically not done. And that's really hard to explain without spoiling anything. But just that's how it works. <laughs> Fair enough. It's just it's just strange. It's a strange thing. Um, but yeah, it's great. I I really. I really love it. I, I have like 50 hours now. And I'm going to continue playing it. I still have more to do. What's next on your list? I'm not sure. Because I think by the time I'm ready the the Witcher DLC will be out. And then after that, Fallout.
1: Cannot and I still want to play like...
0: Destiny. You're forgetting about Halo. I am forgetting about Halo on purpose, because I don't care.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's not forgetting forgetting that it was deliberately forgetting.
0: I even tried to... um I even tried to watch some more recent stuff, because I, cause I usually do avoid things that I'm interested in or, like, will probably play. And I have avoided a lot of Halo, just in case. And I watched some... um some giant bomb gameplay like they they posted a video this past week showing off some of the campaign, like the early campaign, and I was like okay maybe maybe this will do something for me, and it didn't like i f- I feel dead inside when it comes to Halo. <laughs> <laughs> like it it seriously is a weird feeling because i I was so excited for m c c just to like relive. Halo, I have a lot of nostalgia for the series, and I can't get it back. I don't have that feeling anymore.
1: Uh, there's no way you can bring it back either. I mean, we're talking about, I think Josh said something about speculation. Uh, and this isn't a spoiler. It's just speculation about, like, oh, what if Master Chief dies? And you and I both agreed that that would not affect our lives even 1%, and Josh might have a mental breakdown. <laughs> so Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I do with myself. I would but I would is, move on. It's I mean it is confirmed that he does not die in this this one. Interesting. Yeah, that was that came out like 2 or 3 days ago. I think you that's lame that they came out right and said that. They should have let that rumor go until people played it. Well, I Agreed. mean maybe maybe it was just hearsay but there was a whole thing that they already had. they're already in the they're already writing six and they have a 10 year outline of what's happening in that universe. So you that know what? It doesn't necessarily mean master chief is involved. True. It, it doesn't. But I, you know what? I just want to say this. I hate knowing that.
1: Me too. I hate the whole, Oh, we just signed a 10, we designed a decade long thing with this crap.
0: I like, don't I think tell it's, me that. It's so it's, it's getting ahead of, themselves yeah
1: i mean same thing with destiny and I'm, sh- I'm sure it'll be fine and i'm sure it'll succeed i just i hate knowing it like make those be in your clandestine closed doors meetings with all the fat cat rich people that's <laughs> fine but i just it's so audacious to say we are going to spoon feed you this for 10 years yeah that's what i'm getting at and i it's so
0: annoying why i, uh, I don't get it this i really don't get because in both accounts, we'll go with Destiny first. That is just a publisher deal. It's a 10-year publisher deal, just like any other publishing deal. Um, as well as, they just came out the other day and said that it's not necessarily Destiny for 10 years. It's just a yeah. publishing deal. Hey, Josh,
1: deal. I don't like it. That's my reasoning.
0: I was uh, I was also going to bring up that whole Destiny thing, actually. Yeah. Um, that That actually was from Activision and not Bungie, the whole 10-year thing.
1: And, Bungie, and that's fine. I, I, I still hate a, it.
0: Bungie made a statement that it's ridiculous that people think there's some 10-year plan for this game. Because there isn't. If Bungie <laughs> said that. Bungie yes. said that, I yes. See. So, I mean, take what we've known and been talking about since the very first podcast saying, Oh, Destiny, 10-year plan. When exactly. we really didn't know of, anything and it never even existed. Yeah, it kind of it kind of changes things. Because they really don't have a plan. Like they it it might be a franchise for that long, but it could change radically, who knows? Now with Halo, that's not gonna happen. Halo is going to be well, Halo. Well with Halo, my argument with that is it's not it it's not a plan. It's it's just hey, you know, we we know, we have ideas of what could happen in about ten years from now from a universe perspective. And why is that a bad thing? That's, I mean, for someone like me, I love hearing that because I know for, hey, for 10 more years, I'm going to have more Halo content. That's great.
1: Nick and I are just different because we yeah. hate the Milka franchise until it is me- a yes. lifeless corpse.
0: Yes. And Halo to me is a lifeless corpse now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it, an it opinion. But I tend to agree with that. I mean, the, being the
1: multiplayer, fine. You know, I, whatever. But and and that has room to evolve but like the, the universe and everything that's happening i just i'm so disengaged or unengaged
0: maybe in this case not necessarily and we're just talking strictly halo right
1: yeah that for that yeah that's an example that we're using
0: and and i like how often do you really hear like we have all these plans for this franchise and we released one game so far like I guess Mass Effect way back in the day, that was always known. That was known it was going to be a trilogy from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason and I know this is silly, I give that one a pass. Why? It's the exact same thing. I don't thing. I don't know. I don't have I don't have a reason.
1: Well, I can tell you my reason because to to date it is my favorite Narrative in a video game by leaps and bounds. There isn't even a a close second place for me. I
0: I guess also, actually, specifically for Mass Effect, it it's important to know that there was more coming Mm -hmm. because that was their whole thing was the choices. Yeah,
1: and even though it blew up in their face at the end, yeah, Yeah. that that was part of their hair. This is why we're doing this. Yeah, so that's kind of
0: different. Now we're back on the argument. It's not. It's not a video game thing that we hate. It's because it's strictly due to the game. It's, if you like the game, it's allowed. If you don't like the game, or if you're not as big a fan of the game, then I don't like it when they do it like that. I guess so, but I It's but money I guess that I hate. <laughs> it, is, it is different, though, for something like Halo, because Halo is just a shooter and has always been it just is. a shooter. Like, it doesn't have that great... I know you like <sighs> the universe and the plot and the narrative. You have no impact on it. It is just something they're telling you.
1: Yes, it, good point. You're not construct. Like, it, there are no choices to make. Halo's gameplay it, driven and Mass Effect is story driven.
0: Yeah, Mass Effect was different cuz you felt for and again, it did blow up in their face, but as it was going on and when it was announced, it felt like you had impact on the whole thing. Like it goes back to the whole name itself, Mass Effect, like you are going to make choices that impact the galaxy. And that was a big thing and it was important for that. I don't think it's important for something like Halo. You know, like I it's just it's non-information. Oh, we're working on Halo six. Yeah, big surprise. You're gonna you're gonna make Halo forever. Mm-hmm. You know? Like that's going to happen forever. Which is so good. I, eh. for, I I I don't know. <laughs> Let's kill Master Chief and end Halo and do something new. But that's not going to happen. No, I, I assume, and I almost would be willing to bet that at some point Master Chief will die in the universe. But it will continue. <laughs> he would have to, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but. Just like Shepard. Yeah. Yes, which I'm glad about. That mm-hmm. was a great choice. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a great choice to get away from that. That's that's how you should expand the universe. I yeah, and I'm and- biased against Halo, thinking Halo's not that interesting and don't it's, really care to see it.
1: One thing that's cool to think about, though, like, I mean, I wonder, you know, in that one ending of Mass Effect, you can have him alive. Right. It makes you wonder what what they could do with that. Or if they're just, they're, you know, that, that whole branch of Mass Effect can be done. And as we've discussed, you know, the next one can be in a completely different galaxy. Who knows if the Reapers are involved? But it's interesting if there could be any potential ramifications of ending with a living shepherd.
0: Uh, yeah, they've come out and said it's over. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so then it's so, just
1: for like your own personal satisfaction. Yeah,
0: it's it was kind of just like maybe you got this ending and maybe you didn't and there's a tiny little piece of how you impacted your overall first. It's it's basically it's basically
1: for people who can't deal with a protagonist dying.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah. Fuck
0: Halo. <laughs> <laughs> Extreme hostility. Yeah, just <laughs> undeserved, I know. Um but uh I don't I don't I don't really have I'm not playing anything else. We played a lot of Destiny, but there's not much to say. It's just it's better. Yep, still more fun.
1: I was I was talking to our man Batman, one of our uh fans on the line app, and um, by the way batman i ho- I hope I'm providing a better listening experience for you. I got the new mic, so this is for you, <laughs> but anyways, he was i think I forwarded along to you guys. he is just so against the uh' he, he's not feeling the i guess the wow comparison like the massive multiplayer thing, and you know that's everybody's imp- entitled to their opinion and and I told him. I'm it is not, different. I'm not really allowed to have an opinion cuz I've never played it and I still don't intend to until the next game
0: comes out. But it is different. Yeah. I, I mean sure.
1: and it and it's tough. It's always going to be difficult to have that conversation especially because it's such a new thing on consoles, you know? Yes,
0: that was my that was going to be my point. Mhm. Is that there there are MMOs kind of on consoles like there's that shitty Neverwinter thing on Xbox and ESO of course Smite. And, and ESO but it's just a comparison for Destiny it's like the easiest thing to compare it to yeah I guess
1: yeah that's it's exactly if, if you're gonna draw an analogy that's the most available one so Alex yeah. you you intend to play the next launch I mean probably if here's the thing First of all, Jake D is on me about it. He really wants to play some Destiny, and I try to tell him, like, I'm really not interested in the first iteration, but when they come out with the next game, uh, or who knows, maybe because you guys are essentially telling me Taken King is the second game. That's what I was about to bring up.
0: This is the next game. Okay, and that's fine.
1: I just, I don't see it happening until next year because of Fallout and different things, but uh, yeah, I love love the idea of doing raids with you guys because the three of us actually don't get to play a whole lot of stuff together. And even if we do, it's not involved stuff like we're playing Halo or whatever, you know? So I yeah. would love something. I would love a mass Effecty experience with you guys again. So I don't, I wouldn't rule it out, but I would definitely say if, if I do taken King, it'll be early next year. Or I will wait until Destiny Two, which is what like a full year from now, right?
0: If if that year and a half, two probably, years, there's probably going to just be little expansions in quotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with what with what they did with the Taken King, I don't see why or what they would even do with a, a whole other retail release. I don't either, and. I mean, we'll see what happens, but I don't know if they're going to do a drastic overhaul again. How you know, weird I, would
1: it be if they just end up deciding they're not going to release another numbered one and they just keep doing what they're doing?
0: That's that's totally possible. possible. Yeah. And okay. I'm fine with it. I mean, well, they don't I mean, need to would, release another game. That,
1: that's a, it, that is one of those things, for example, that, again, that would be difficult to convert console people on but if it is as different as you say it is if you pretty much say taken king could be if we go back in time 10 years ago and instead they just did destiny one and now this is destiny two if you're saying it's it's worth it and there's enough content and it's different enough i mean who knows maybe they could this could be the first wow um strategy i guess on a console where they just have destiny. You buy that. You're done buying that game. You just continue, you know, just it's like a platform. Yeah. Like, you know, burning crusade or whatever. I don't even know all the updates, but you know, that's, it's just like, here's how you get more value out of this game by this part and don't view it as DLC. We're doing this. So we don't even just pretend you're buying the next installment of the game. You would do that, right? Yes, I would. Okay. Well then just, just buy this. This is what it is. This yeah, is the next game.
0: It's just seemingly a different way to deliver stuff, yeah, it
1: just has you have to give somebody you have to give somebody the whiff' them. what's in it for me? there's got to be a legitimate reason, and it has to be quality and enough enough stuff to warrant hey this is this is basically the next installment, you know what I mean? so if you can justify that, whatever, I mean I have no control over how everything's going to move digitally and all that. And I'm, I'm okay with embracing it as long as it's done correctly.
0: Yeah. As I said on the last episode, breaking it down to like 10 or so dollars a month. I, I'm totally okay with that. Mm -hmm. Like that. I get so much value out of it in the first place. And I pay more for things that I don't even use. Like let's use Netflix. For example, I don't use Netflix that much. It costs more per month to have it than Destiny.
1: <laughs> oh God, I use—I'm uh, not proud of it, but I mean, I—I I use Netflix every day in my life.
0: Yeah, I'm just like for me personally. Yeah, for you example, personally, that—that that is that. When it comes to use, I have got so much use out of Destiny mm-hmm. for whatever cost it is. Mm-hmm. And and I also am just kind—not really slowly anymore. I kind of just don't care. I am just going to buy whatever I want to play. It, who cares? I, mm-hmm. I'm an adult. I can afford it. Who cares? That'll make I Josh happy it. to hear. Yes. Good. That's what, I, <laughs> that's what I've been arguing for for how long? Now, 40 episodes. I'm not going to say... 40 episodes. <laughs> I, will still, I will still look for deals on stuff. And, like, obviously Steam is great because I will always save money on things with PC games. But... Like, okay here's a good example, because I, I was talking about this with Josh, and I was like, I'm being an idiot. I want to play that Soma game. So, Soma is a new release on PS4 and PC. It's a it's a first-person like horror adventure game from the people that made Amnesia, which I've talked about a bunch of times, and was terrifying. And never finished. And never because finished. Because it was and, terrifying. And, and will never finish. Um, Soma is the new game from them, and it it's more science fiction, and it sounds like it's actually very good. Like, it's getting it's getting pretty favorable reviews for its, like, story and all that. And that's, it sounds really cool. I want to play it. It's $30. And that seems like a really weird price for what it is, because it's probably not very long. It probably did cost a decent amount to develop. But, like, you don't hear $30 for stuff like that very often. And, and it's like, I think we're getting into an in-between price range for games slowly. And it just feels like it's too much for what it is. But if I want to play it, I should just pay for it. Like, I want to play it. I don't know if I'm ready yet, and maybe it'll be on sale at the point I'm ready. But if I wasn't playing anything right now, there's a really good chance I would buy that game. And I was hesitating just because of some stupid price point. That's stupid. If I want to play it, just play it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you
1: even had an effect. I mean, I'm as principled as as they come, but you had an effect on me, Nick, last episode about just like you can't get too caught up in this stuff because no, even the stuff that I love and I think I'm supporting, there's something backing it that I also hate. Yeah, and it, and likewise, you know, even something that I hate there's something good in it prob- probably. And it's just and my dad and I always used to joke because you know, I get my I get that mentality from somewhere and it's from him and he he always used to joke like one day he's just going to sit in his house in a recliner with no electricity and rot because like he can't give his money to anything. <laughs> so, yeah, you have to you just have to find a a middle of the road, compromise.
0: Yeah, I I just don't want to be like that anymore. I, I feel like it's a disservice to the people who spend time that get no credit for making games. Like, I'm not going to play your game because it's $60. Well, get over it. You know, like, I, I don't care. I'm I'm I, I'm just sitting here smiling. I know, and I know, this is like totally it's like a totally different thing, especially from like our earlier episodes where we complain about everything costing. Hey, money. It's it's
1: not a foot and mouth thing either. I mean it just you change over time, that's all.
0: And and I realize I'd rather just experience something. I'd rather have that experience than be bitter and shitty about the price of something. <laughs> Like, there, who cares? And here's the thing. We use Soma, for example. Even if you do... I mean, whenever you get it, you play through it. You get, This probably won't happen, but you get through it and you hated it. Like, that was really shitty. I don't know why I played it. But here's the thing. You played it. And if you wouldn't yeah. have played it, it would just be bothering you until you played it. Yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. you, even if it's bad, you know it's bad. You found out. You took a gamble, kind of. I mean... Games have been this price for a while anyway, and, and now I'm complaining about a game that's $30 that I thought should be cheaper, but in reality, it is probably just as good of quality as a full retail game. If not better. And it's half the price. Yeah. Like, it's just du- It's dumb to think about, and I, like, don't want to do that anymore. That's why I've been more jumping on board of games right at release, like... I want to play it. Like it's coming out. I'm spending sixty dollars on it. I'm not waiting for it to go on sale. If I want to play it, I'm buying it.
1: Yeah, my reasoning for usually waiting is because I'm a bastard and I just take so long to make progress in things. Yeah. In most cases, if I want, if I decide to play something, it's already worth retail value to me because by virtue of the fact that I've decided I'm going to play it. In most yeah. cases.
0: Yeah. Uh, it and. It's probably easy to just say I can afford it, who cares? There are people that can't and I understand that. So like this goes back to our GameStop talk about how we're we think it's like a really shitty business, but there are people that benefit from the whole trade in thing because yeah. they're saving money.
1: Yeah, and that's true. I just I wish they would take it upon themselves to find ways to get more bang for their buck you know, like selling on eBay and stuff. Yeah, and, and and in some cases, you might be better off at GameStop. But
0: the well, I, and the other thing is, in order to do eBay, you have to have your own bank account. You have to have a PayPal account. Yeah, and like, especially for younger people. That's I guess for accessible. younger people, like it, GameStop does still actually make a lot of sense mm-hmm. for for people that like aren't adults. Yeah. Really,
1: I just the 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 trade in process and like the disgusting games and it's gross case, that's the yeah stuff no that's that, insane that's, that's
0: inexcusable yeah
1: at any level for any reason
0: yeah yes but I, yeah I, it's it's like a it's a freeing feeling like I I like being in the know of current games mm-hmm. and I like. Playing them while people are talking about them, because I spend a lot of time reading people's opinions. Yeah, like that's important to me. So I can't really get anything out of it if I'm not current, you know. See, that's one thing I've ever really gotten super into is, uh, I mean, I, I watch reviews and just for the hell of it, but I, I never really care what people say about a game for the most part. I mean, I, I don't take it to heart when actually buying or playing games. I don't either. That's not what I'm saying. I like. Just seeing different perspectives. Ah. Has no impact on what I'm doing. Hey, uh, tell us about your experience with watching Until Dawn. Oh. <laughs> so I feel a little bad about it because, well, I don't have a PS4 anyway, and I can't buy the game. But the whole, this, the whole Let's Play thing lets people see games completely without ever giving the developers a dime. That aside i watched a whole playthrough of Until Dawn because it sounded really cool. It's People actually liked it, but Sony didn't really market it that much. It kind of just came out. And, it, and it's an actual Sony exclusive for once that haven't really been released any time lately. I watched a whole playthrough, totally loved it. I would totally tell people to play that just from what I watched. Like, if you have a PS4... Check that game out. Like, if you have any love of campy horror, it's great. It was hilarious and super entertaining for what it was. See, I, I'm super interested in it, and I would love to watch it, but I still have it in the back of my head that one day I will play it. So that puts me in a position as to whether or not I want to watch it, and I know there's a tons of different endings and different ways. That there are, that. yeah, there's a lot of differences. So you could still do that. Yeah, but... But if you think you're going to play it, then just wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll am so i wait. Just in case. I know I'm not, probably not, going to have a PS4 anytime soon, so I just wanted to watch it. Me neither, but once the inevitable Last of Us 2 comes out, I, that's a system seller for me. So, yeah. maybe I'll play it then. Yeah, I don't know. If anything, go watch a Let's Play. If you have any interest, because it's it's still very entertaining. It's not very engaging in terms of gameplay. You're not gonna get much out of that. Mm-hmm. You might as well just watch it. But I also don't want to say don't buy it because that kind of sucks for the developers. <laughs> they, uh, I saw someone post something like they they out quantum dreamed quantum dream. Is it quantum dream? Quantic Quantum dream. dream. They out quantum yeah. dreamed quantum dream. Yeah, it looked a lot better than anything like heavy rain. Um. Yeah. Uh. So I want. I was gonna go down rapid fire things because we're gonna wrap up. Go for it. I don't know what you were gonna say, Josh. No, I was gonna say so. Go play Metal Gear and Until Dawn. Yes. And Soma, and Rocket League, and Witcher. Yes. And Last of but Us. It has been an amazing year for games if you haven't noticed. and so That's it's nice not to say,
1: and I feel like 40 episodes ago we would not have been this optimistic.
0: Yeah, and, it, and it's across the board. It's Xbox One, PlayStation 4, PC, anything. Anywhere, there's a lot of stuff to play everywhere. Oh, a complete, complete side note that we barely ever talk about. I would play Mario Maker if I had a Wii U. Yes, Mario Maker looks awesome. Yep. I've heard nothing but good. Yep. That that one the um, hardest level in the world. What? The the video the, the video of that one hardest oh, level. Oh yeah, that was crazy. There are some there's already crazy levels, yeah. So go, go through your rapid fire list. Um we already talked about the destiny thing. Uh Afro Samurai 2 is out. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Yes, it is it is currently available. Well, how did this how did this get past me? I don't know, but that's why I brought it up, because I thought you might want to play it. I do. Its technical release date was September 22nd. What? Yeah. Uh, okay. I was just as surprised, and that's why I thought I would bring it up, because it was totally just slipped under the radar, even though you are the only one who would even get anything out of it. Where did that come from? You know, that was weird. Nobody's talking about it. Um... Oh the Wait Call where did you 3, see this? I, I don't I saw it on st- I saw it on Reddit and I checked the release date on other things. It's not on it's it is not apparently. on Amazon. It's digital, I think. Avro Samurai to Xbox One. Alright, continue, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Call of Duty three not having a campaign or Call of Duty Black Ops three, sorry. Will not have a campaign on three sixty and PS three. That is weird as hell.
1: So, yeah, just let I, it
0: go. I I don't even see the
1: point of continuing with that, but
0: I I just thought that was like they're seriously still trying to to milk the 360 and PS3. Like that that's crazy. Yeah, like it's crazy
1: because at this point those consoles are not expensive really. Like you can get pretty good deals
0: on them. Yeah, like a new one?
1: Yeah, or or used or whatever, even for people who, you know, it's a little bit more difficult. Like you could you can get good deals even on refurbished ones, whatever.
0: Okay, so, real quick, uh, Afro Samurai 2 is not out on Xbox One until October 9th, and it is split oh. up into a three-volume release, so this is only Ooh, volume it's one. episodic. Yes. Okay, see, I didn't see any of that, so that makes a little more sense, but still weird. Very weird, but I I need to watch stuff about it because I absolutely loved the first game. Um, last thing, and a good note to end on, which might not mean anything to a lot of people. Uh, Drew Karpishian, Karpishian? Mm -hmm. the writer of a lot of Bioware games back in the day, including the first Mass Effect 1, or the Mass Effect 1 and 2, and some of the novels, is back at Bioware. Yes, I saw that. That's exciting. He was not involved in the third game. Who knows if that really mattered with how that game wrapped up, because otherwise it had a great story. But this is is awesome news just for Andromeda. Mm Mm-hmm. So, that's cool. I'm excited. Because I like the books that he wrote, too. I read some of them. Um, Another so, super so, yeah. random launch. I don't even know why I'm bringing it up. But, Tony Hawk randomly comes out next week. Yeah, no, whatever. <laughs> I feel like that is not going to be well-received because it is randomly coming out really quick. Super random. Yeah. I did watch a little trailer for it, and it's very much like the older ones because that's obviously what they needed to do. But I don't know if that If anyone cares anymore I think that's something that didn't need brought back Mm-mm. Now Skate on the other hand I I need a next gen or a current gen Skate That would be cool too Because I love that franchise But I am out I have nothing left Yeah I am also out Yeah that's gonna do it
1: So peace out Thanks for listening
0: <laughs> Yes thanks for listening Check us out on iTunes and any other podcast service available. Check and if you our- want
1: it somewhere else, tell us and we'll put it there.
0: Yeah. If you're having <laughs> trouble, let us know because we'll figure it out. Absolutely. Um, and follow us on Twitter at 2v1podcast. Take care.